The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. I can't tell you, but I can tell you this. All next week, Andy Morris and I were giving away tickets. I can tell you this. It's not the Rolling Stones. But there is a certain group who is coming somewhere later this year. And we have free tickets to give away every day next week. But I can't tell you anything until next week. Otherwise, they might not come. So you want to listen. So I can tell you. Trust me. Phones will explode. Uh, let's see. Uh, still to come on this uh, broadcast. Uh, 505, it's a Friday night open line. Whatever is on your mind, uh, we'll let you call and talk about I want to talk about parking. Uh, Chris Pillsbury at 605 warns about senior citizen scams. All right, uh, Craig, call the Tribune and call New Times and tell them to turn on their tape recorders because Eric Gorham is back. So this should be good for a couple editorials and shredders. Eric, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I'm all right. So are you recovered from the election? I, I am. You know, there's some wounds to lick and whatnot, but uh, um, I had a good time do, doing it. And I uh, um, wish we would have won, but we didn't, you know. Any regrets about Bruce Jones as the candidate? Um, there wasn't a better candidate, I hate to tell you. I mean, um, I'm just <laughs> you know, we, we did, we vetted all the candidates. I personally vetted all the candidates. Bruce Jones was the best candidate. Was he, you know, I, I love the man. I've known him for a long time, um, you know, but he didn't have the background in the county. And I think that's ultimately not having a background in the county and having a Tascadero just kind of go do their own thing and not support a conservative was mind blowing to me. You know, they they didn't get their candidate, you know, some of them, and they stomped their feet and took their ball and went home, which was amazing to me that they rather have Bruce Gibson. You're going to run for supervisor in 2024? Tribune says you are. It's possible. You know, Pashong's saying he's going to continue to run. We don't know what the districts are going to look like, um, you know, whether they stay the way they are or whether they change. What do you think? Um, I think that if they change, it'll go back into litigation because they have to pick one of the other two maps, and they're both illegal maps. So we have a legal map now, and they want to change it to maps that are very much illegal. I mean, from day one, we can get into that someday if you want, but I won't bore the audience. Look at me with a straight face and tell me that that you honestly believe that Richard Patton drew the Patton map. (laughs) And it wasn't one of Pashong's cronies. It could have been. I mean, I, I don't know who drew the map. I know Richard. I know he is very upset about this whole thing. You honestly believe he drew that map? I don't think it matters who drew the map. I've okay. never thought it mattered who drew the map. Yeah. Just I mean, it, it, what matters is, is, is it legal or not? And, you know, like, you know, you had Don on here Friday that couldn't articulate why it was illegal. And you've had Gibson on here couldn't articulate why it's le- illegal. The win of legal women voters hasn't articulated why it's not legal the one thing they did articulate a judge laughed at which was napomo hispanics were you know it was a racially motivated map and the judge basically laughed at that so i haven't really heard anything just words you know they can't articulate anything you know if you ran for a supervisor you'd have to take a pay cut 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. What's up? Dang it, Jimmy. I blame Jimmy for that. You know, he didn't vote on the pay raise. So, uh, you know. So it's uh, six weeks in. What do you make of this new board of supervisors? Uh, pretty scary, really. You know, you have, it seems like uh, some of those ads that the PACs did were right in regards to Gibson kind of being the uh, puppet master. The puppet master. Who's, it, the, who's he the puppet master? I think Don and Jimmy at this point. And on these issues, you know, and... and wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 he's controlling Paulding and all yeah, he's like. Okay. exactly. Make the case. You know, um, you look at this vote on Tuesday, and what was interesting, so you have something that wasn't on the agenda. For the first time ever in our county, we had a Sunday meeting to put something on the agenda, yeah. driven by Bruce Gibson. And then, driven by Bruce Gibson, it was in the afternoon session. Nobody, you know, a lot of farmers can't come in the morning section, and all of a sudden he demanded it be the first thing before consent. So he really pushed this through. Don and Jimmy didn't, you know, went along with him. They let him push it through immediately. Um, they let it push it to the beginning of the agenda. And, you know, there I could tell even on Friday when uh, Dawn was on here, she had made up her mind. And, you know, I even gave her the opportunity to hear the other side. And, uh, you know, so maybe one day, well, the vote was Tuesday. So what was Bruce Gibson's hurry? What's going well, he's got to pay back his donors. Explain. <laughs> so he got, you know, tens of thousands of dollars from people that are not in his district. They're in the, mostly John Pichong, a little bit in the Debbie Arnold's district, because these are people that have wanted to take water rights from the overliers in the Paso Basin for a long time. Um, Gibson now has appointed himself. One of the other things that makes it scary, he is on the GSA. Uh, for Explain the past, uh, what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, uh, basically, there's different G- GSAs throughout our county. This is one over the Paso Basin. GSA. They basically, it's ground. It's, they're managing the groundwater in okay. the Paso Basin. Right. Um, Gibson appointed himself, kicked Debbie and John off. There's generally a second. He wouldn't let Debbie or John be a second. He appointed a staffer. Gibson's never gone to one of these meetings before this. Debbie's gone to every meeting in 10 years, every meeting for the last 10 years. I did find it odd that a staffer was listed as the alternate. Yeah, well, they they definitely do not want Debbie or John. Um, Debbie's worked on this for 10 years. And, um, you know, basically he appointed himself. um, And basically, like I said, I believe he's there to pay back people. And, you know, you can get deep into the water issues, but, you know, interestingly enough, you know, this, what they voted on the other day has never, you know, I heard Jimmy, I heard Don, mostly Jimmy and, and um, Bruce, basically lying comes very easy to them up on the board of supervisors. Lying. Lying. You know, if the truth doesn't fit what they're trying to Someone get across. Someone call the Tribune. I want them recording this show. I'm sorry. Right. right. Well, you know, Jimmy Paulding went up there and said, I looked at all the technical data and the Paso Basin's in overdraft. So then Greg Graywall, your your favorite guy, asked him, well, what paperwork is this so I can see it? Because I've never seen this paperwork. Well, he can't. I don't know. Well, you, you just read all the technical data and you don't know what you read or where it came from or who's saying it. Um, over the years, the past though, the last 20 years, Paso Basin, year after year after year, has been proven not to be an overdraft. Actually, and if you look, add up the numbers, I know you're getting bored on me already. No, no, no. There's about a 20,000 acre feet excess because there's a safe yield of 90, about 95,000 acres. I know. I'm stuck on the fact yeah. that you're accusing two supervisors of lying. 
I'm not. They they lie very well. Um, you know, Jimmy, if you ask him, where'd you get your technical? You went up there and you said, I read technical data that shows the basin is an overdraft. You continue with that line of thought. You should be able to back up what it is. What about Ortiz Lake? What's she lying about? Ortiz Lake? Well, that's what I tried. I tried to roll that back a little bit because really what I heard was Jimmy and Bruce lying. Ortiz Lake almost feels like, you know, I thought she was had a little more of a conscience and maybe she does. I'm waiting to see it. I've been watching her for the last two years, and I feel like she could be a deciding vote on different things that may, kind of like a John Pichong, yeah. um, who would go with Gibson or go with Hill or whatever it was. Um, you know, he would go where he thought he should go. And I, I still think she might be that, but this vote and not wanting to listen to any of the constituency and basically what you what you have here that she went along with, and this isn't lying, but you had three supervisors. This has never been done in our county. If you have a group, say the GSA, Paso GSA, there's always somebody that is in that district that sits on that board. If you look at, say, the sewer project, you know, John Pachong didn't say, I'm going to run the sewer project. No, we're going to let Gibson run the sewer project because that was in. (laughs) So all of a sudden, you have this board unanimously voting people out saying that, well, that's the consequence of an election. Yeah. Well, it is and it isn't because this has never happened. We've never kicked people out of their district and say you can't take part. Yeah. So how much of this is uh, anger because you lost by 13 votes? <laughs> how ma- I was shocked by that, but this is a little more important than who the supervisor is. This yeah, is- but I, mean, I got some people listening right now going, yeah, yeah, go, go, you're right on. And other people going, well, he's just pissed off because he lost. You, you know, I... <laughs> Well, I'm not pissed off because we, I mean, I'm not saying we, I wasn't upset we lost. I got over that. This is realistically, I've been coming on this show a lot longer than the supervisor race talking about water. That's true. Um, This is a bigger issue. This was something that was at stake. We all knew that, but we didn't realize that Gibson would go into, let's destruct, you know, see how I can destroy this basin as soon as possible. All right, Eric Gorham will go into details. We continue as this the subject is going to be the subject of the next three Tribune editorials. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. It is 420 on News Talk 920 KVEC. I'm Dave Congleton, Eric Gore, making his first appearance on this broadcast. Um, so you're putting a lot out there. and uh, I'm stirring uh, the pot a little bit. That's fine. Uh, but I want to hear, so the, the money supposedly behind Supervisor Gibson. What do you got? What can so, you prove? So I can prove, uh, well, so what you have, and just to give a little bit of background information, you have the San Juan Shandon Water District. A lot of these guys are within that water district. Uh, they're the ones trying to bank water. They're the ones trying to take water from uh, San Luis Reservoir, which is Santa Margarita, and from uh, Nacimento. So you have people like Jay Lore. People know that name. Yeah. He, he gave $24,500. So that's a, a decent amount of money, and Jay Lore is definitely, uh, Jerome's definitely after money. You have Matt Turrentine, who runs Harvard Investments Portfolio over here. You know, gave around $9,000. And you're reading off the documents, I just point out. I'm reading off a document because I don't try to remember all this stuff yeah, verbatim. Yeah. Um, you have your Dana Merrills. Um, these are mostly going to be vineyard people. I know Dana. Um, you have D. Lacey. You have the Sinton Ranch. Um, these are all people that for the last 20 years have been trying to take the basin over. 
um, they've been miraculously defeated by a handful of people in this county. Um, I would say Debbie Arnold leading that group for the most part. Um, so yeah. they wanted Gibson and not Jones. Oh, they never wanted. Yeah, and, you okay. know, some of these guys are. You know, I mean, not. I'm not going to name every name, but I know some of these people. They're actually conservatives, but they want this water. They want to be able to transfer, sell the water, etc. Um, you know, if you go back, I don't know, uh, a little less than ten years ago, they tried to do a water district. Um, they ended up going to a vote. Basically, yep, what yep. they were saying is. They bought all this property, 70,000 acres, et cetera, plus, in this little group that they had. And they basically said, for every acre, we get a vote. And that went to just the people that overlie the basin. And the 80% said, no, we don't want to do that. So we have a track record of what the people in the basin want. Um, and I believe the end goal of this is for the Shandon San Juan Water District or whatever they change their name to, et cetera, is to get land use. And I believe Bruce will give them land use authority. Which is why they supported him and gave him all this money. Exactly. Hmm. Um, and, you know, what happened on Tuesday is basically you have a lot of groups, and it was interesting. So Tuesday they took um, – basically they passed something a month ago that said everybody gets 25 acre feet of water. For small farmers, you had to apply for it. There's a lot of hoops you had to, to jump through, uh, which was very unfortunate. Uh, it was to get rid of the emergency ordinance over the basin that we've never really proved there is an emergency over the basin. And um, unfortunately you had – you know, I, I'll, I'll put – it out there once again you had a lot of groups you had the farm bureau you had different winery groups etc come out and they said we don't want this ordinance we want to stay with the emergency ordinance interestingly enough who do you think's on the board of a lot of those groups oh all the people we're talking about that back gibson so these groups are membership groups these aren't just run-of-the-mill groups so if you look at what i just talked about when i said that they tried to do the vote, I think that was 2014, um, if I'm not mistaken, and it was one acre for every vote. So if you had 70,000 acres, you get 70,000 votes. Basically, it's, it's all the same people. It's all turned around. They're the same people that um, pushed Gibson, gave Gibson a lot of money. And really, this is about payback. This is pay per play, 100%, and Gibson wasted no time paying those people back. Let's take a call. We got George in Santa Margarita. Hey, George. Hey, Dave. Hey, George. Hello, Eric. Hello. Yeah, I I was at the board meeting uh, when they were talking about that ordinance, and I couldn't believe that Debbie Arnold put up a a display and everything to prove her her case 100%, and they just did not want to be confused with the facts. It was just all about about, uh, taking control of people's... uh, ability to make use of their land. But what I wanted to bring up, and of course I was too late to uh, uh, put in a comment, but is uh, when they take away your water, they basically devalue your land. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if people should be applying to the assessor's office to uh, have their property uh, taxed at a lower rate. Well, they should. And if you look at one of the things that Gibson tried to bring up, which I think is a Brown Act violation that he did during that meeting, he tried to bring up an unagendized item and start talking to the whole board about it, which would be a Brown Act violation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I caught that, too. That was uh, basically uh, not on the agenda, a whole new discussion. And he wanted to entertain it, and uh, it was uh, just amazing. No, it was amazing. And one thing he wants to do is give people the ability to follow land, which is um, 
interesting because if you're the banker, and I don't know how the county would work this out, but if I, you know, if you bought a thousand acres from me, and I'm the banker, I foreclose on you, and then I found out you gave up all the water rights to that property. And yeah. you, you just basically, as the banker or as the next owner, if you didn't know that, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Um, what, I, what I found interesting is how they're going to have all the people in town that want your water to develop their property voting against you as a, a rural landowner to take your water rights. Uh, yeah. well, so, the, I mean, I don't see how that's a democratic. There, there's an interesting email that went, uh, it's quite a few years ago. I think I sent it to Dave, I don't know, a year ago or something. And you have um, Gibson and Pavo talking about the basin, talking about how they're going to apply squatter rights over the basin and take it from the overliers. And literally in that email, it says, and then the basin is ours. And the people he's talking about taking it from are the people he represents. So, you know. Uh, Why wasn't this a bigger <laughs> issue in the campaign? It, well, it was a pretty big issue. It wasn't. It's one of those that it's hard to convey because people yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. And when you really get into the mud about this, people's eyes glaze over. And you basically had Gibson saying, I'm the champion of the basin. I'm the champion of the basin. Well, he's the champion of taking the basin. He's the champion of giving it to what we call in North County water pirates. And um, I have a great little clip of uh, Bruce R. in a pirate outfit and explaining why he's the biggest pirate in our county. George, what else do you want to say? Well, you know, the, the water is really um, can be very complicated only because, it, one, it costs a lot of money to protect the rights. And usually the, the municipalities are the ones that win because they're fighting you with your tax dollars that you spend. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, re the reality is people don't really understand how vile government can be with uh, people's property rights until the day comes that they have to count the number of day times they're allowed to flush their toilet. That all of a sudden they realize uh, what the government has done. They, they've taken away your ability to have a sanitary household just so they can build more houses. Good to hear from you, George. Thank you. Quick comment. Yeah, no, interestingly enough, so there is um, a lawsuit that's wrapping up, and it's uh, between the county, Pass Robles, um, San Miguel, maybe Templeton, and um, they're basically, the constituents, the overliers basically said, we want fair use to our property, and we want to make sure our property rights can't be trespassed on. Eric Gorham on this broadcast. George, thanks for the call. More of your phone calls, more conversations still to come. Right here on AM 920, FM 96.5, KVEC. First, here's the news. forward to hearing from you during our Friday night open line that starts at 505. If you want in on this conversation as we continue with Eric Gorham, we certainly welcome your phone calls and text messages. 805-543-8830 800-549-5832 Eric is uh, judging the first six weeks of the new County Board of Supervisors and obviously he has some concerns. But on the Stolberg Tatum text line thanks to your guest for talking about the water basin I wish more of us constituents really, really had the time to understand what our supervisors are voting for instead of just looking at sound bites about each supervisor or candidate. Your guest is very succinct 
and makes me very worried about the board at present. No, I I think, um, you know, especially if you're in North County, I'd be worried because you basically, um, in that Paso, you know, basically, <laughs> don't want to keep repeating myself here, but you have somebody basically making rules that isn't part of that community and has kicked the people that are were elected to represent that community out of their roles. But don't supervisors vote on issues that are outside their district? They do, and generally, you know, if, if um, say, Don Ortiz Lake says, hey, this is good for my community, this is what I want, they'll generally go along with what Ortiz says, or if Debbie says it, um, they don't always, they could have fundamental differences and not want to, but this is literally three supervisors telling communities that have nothing to do with them what they have to do and making new rules for them. All right, here's Greg and Creston. Hey, Greg. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Dave. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Uh, the other thing that you've been talking about, i sorry I missed a little bit in the front. I had some veterinary care I had to do with my horse. But uh, Debbie was not removed as the supervisor at the Atascadero Basin. She was only removed as the person sitting as the chairperson on the Paso Basin. Yeah, and there's nothing, uh, to, gain. To, there's nothing to gain from the Atascadero Basin. At yeah, but point. the Atascadero Basin is the new District 2, and right. the Paso Basin is not. No, exactly. And after being uh, the water advisory person on rack for Supervisor Arnold for over eight years and being involved with this for 10 years, I've never seen Supervisor Gibson at one uh, of the water meetings except when he uh, helped create the emergency ordinance to take people's rights away. Now, and that's an interesting point. So, yeah, he sits over District 2, which is uh, in large part of Tascadero, especially population-wise. They have their own basin, and yet he has no interest in that basin because there's nothing to gain from that basin would be my guess. Well, yeah, so they were originally part of the Paso Basin, and the DWR let them be separated uh, for management purposes, and they became a low-priority basin. When you sub, when you took away the county line between Monterey and the Paso Basin, and they were allowed to manage their 200,000 acres of the Paso Basin, they became a low-priority basin. And the 500,000 acres that were left, that's the rest of the Paso Basin, the main part, there was one area that they were concerned with, and they're not even following their own state regulations on how they monitor what's going on in the basin. The one spot was next to where Paso's wells are mm -hmm. by the airport. And they, uh, just in contrast, they want to claim that they need to pump less in the basin. Paso Robles has Nazi amount of water. They have 6,488 acre feet available to them every year, same amount. They can't carry any over. Over the last five years, I don't know what it is this year, but I'm sure it's the same. They've wasted over 5,000 acre feet a year that they didn't use instead of pumping. Yeah, my my so, uh, my understanding of that, they just don't have the ability to clean it, and they're not they're not uh, making that available. So, you know, they're not spending the money on the infrastructure to use that water. Mm -hmm. All right, Greg, thanks for checking in. But let's cut through all this. What is uh, what is Gibson doing that's illegal? Well, the Brown Act violation, but uh, I, I'm not... Aside from that, is, <laughs> is he doing anything illegal? Um, 
No, because okay. luckily there was a law that was passed and it went into effect January first that doesn't isn't retroactive. So, so he's not breaking any laws. No, not currently. Okay. Um, you know, this is pay per play. This is you know I find it interesting that they're going they're going to be going after the finance limits. But what people don't understand when you get that big finance limits there for a reason in my opinion, because those people that are going to give twenty five thousand dollars. They're going to give it no matter what. So now they're just going to give it through a pact, and there will be no transparency as to who gave the money. Right. But Gibson hasn't done anything illegal. I have never stated that he has. He did illegally campaign. I caught him doing that in a Tuscadero. I mean, there's little things. Yeah, but they're little little things. As far as this, this, no, I'm not saying he's doing anything illegal, but But, is it? it, It's pay for play. It is pay for play, and it goes to his morals. I mean, it goes to a lot of things. This is pretty corrupt. Isn't his politics, though? I mean, Republicans and Democrats both do this. You... You give me money, and I will vote the way that you want to want me to vote. It is. It is unfortunate, especially when you say you're a progressive, that when you start taking natural resources. That's what they blame Republicans are doing all the time. But this is basically three progressives trying to take someone else's resources and give them for money to someone else. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 if you want in on this conversation on the Stahlberg-Tatum line. So let me understand, is the reason Bruce Gibson is involved with the Basin issue due to redistricting? So what I would say is no. He does have a very small part of the Basin. What you have is John Pashong over about 49%, and I'm making these numbers up, but the vast majority is going to be under John Pashong and Debbie Arnold. And he sits over San Miguel. Interestingly, San Miguel writes their own future in this. They are at the table already. They don't need representation because they represent themselves. Uh, again, what Greg brought up was a brilliant thing. He doesn't want to sit over the huge part of the basin that he technically represents. represents. He wants to sit over the cash cow that he doesn't represent. Alan's in San Luis. Hi, Alan. Yeah, hi, Dave. Hi, hi. Eric. Hi. hi. The only good news I've seen so far out of the Board of Supervisors is three to two vote to not raise their own salaries. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more in there I can read, but at least Jimmy Paulding voted against the pay raise, and that's why it managed to pass. So, or uh, the not it seems like a double negative, but I'm glad they're not raising their own salary. What do you say to that, Eric? No, that was interesting. I thought that Don, if anybody was going to vote not to do it, it would be Don. When you listen to her up there, I was shocked that she was really saying she wanted it. Um, you know, she, it's a lot of expenses and dinners and clothes she has to buy, um, which is amazing. She said that on the BOS. But Jimmy did say he was a he was fiscally responsible. This is the first thing I've seen him do that's fiscally responsible. I look at John and Debbie. They've always told me they feel like yes, this is a job, but we're also giving back to our community, and we shouldn't be paid high dollars. Hmm. Alan, well, as I said, at least it's something encouraging. I'll take what I can get. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Alan, thank you. 805-543-8830 for Eric Gorham on this broadcast, looking at the Board of Supervisors during the first six weeks. All right, so here is the Tribune reporting on uh, last Tuesday's meeting. The San Luis Obispo County Board of Supervisors voted 3-2 to two on Tuesday to repeal the planting ordinance for the Paso Robles groundwater basin before it could take effect on March 1st as farmers call for a more fair approach to managing the resource. 
They're doing this because of the farmers, Eric. Well, what we have right now, and if you haven't figured this out, I'm going to draw you a big picture. All right. So this emergency ordinance we have, if you were not pumping water, if you were not irrigating water at the time, and what happened back then is a lot of farmers that are generational farmers said, we're in a drought, we're going to not plant alfalfa this year. We're in a drought, we're not going to do this. Well, if you didn't do it, your water got taken away. These people on this list right here in front of me that are all donors to Bruce Gibson, they kept irrigating through the drought. There was actually a, the Board of Supervisors had a mistake. They uh, processed something wrong, and there was a couple week or a month layover where there was nothing in effect. So all these big irrigators bought more property, and they started irrigating more property. So basically, you have a very small group of people that get to use endless amounts of water. There's no restrictions on them. Why they didn't want this, why Bruce fought to get rid of this, wanted to get rid of this, because those little guys that got their 25 acre feet, if there was a problem, retroactively, everybody would have to solve that problem. And those big guys that have no restrictions now would then have some restrictions. If they said cut back 5%, they would have to cut back 5%. They didn't want that, and they wanted to own all the water rights, which they do now. So how does this affect the average person in North County? You're listening going, my, how does this affect If you me? want locally grown food, if you want locally grown meat, if you want to support local ag and not these big companies, all these big people on here, these are Harvard Endowment. This is uh, Justin Winery, which is owned by the wonderful company, which is owned by Stu Resnick, who already took over a water basin. The big water mogul. Yeah, he's already taken over a basin that constituents paid for. So if you want local control, if you want, because these guys are looking for land use control. That's what I feel Gibson wants to eventually give them is land use control or abilities. So if you want to keep control locally and if you want to have small farmers doing things in this county, we have to rise up in some fashion and take this back. Currently, I'm looking at possibly taking this into court because we can put this on the ballot. And then it stops everything for the next two years. So how would that work? A referendum. A voter's referendum. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it because this is a weird situation. This isn't the Board of Supervisors enacted legislation. They got rid of legislation and they put back in an emergency ordinance in a time where there's no emergency. I have three wells on my property that are 24 feet deep. You know what? They're all full. They haven't been full in years. These are wells that we don't rely on at all. But to tell me that we have a water problem in North County right now, we do not. Hmm. And we've never proven that there actually is one. Well, but but tell me more about the voter initiative referendum. So the referendum, and I'm talking to an attorney right now, is can we do this on this issue? Because it is a weird issue, like I just explained. This isn't new legislation that we have passed. So basically, we could go in there, get the signatures, which would be easy. If I was to do this, we'd keep it strictly over the basin for a vote we wouldn't want the whole county voting on what happens in the paso basin and that's what happened in the last lawsuit just the people over the basin got the vote and miraculously we won that by 80 percent so i don't think the people in paso want this but at least give them the chance to vote on it because you have super three supervisors that have nothing to do with the basin that just made your decision for you. All right, Eric Gorham, we'll be back for a final segment. We're live, we're local. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show.
Well, Eric Gorham isn't thinking it's the end of the world, but he's not happy with his new county board of supervisors. And I know this is a complex topic, but it's also very important and it's worth discussing. If you want in on the conversation, though, we would need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Where can people go? To find out this information for themselves? That is a hard one. There's not one place. There's not. I don't represent a group. We don't have a website. These are people that have just been fighting over the basin for the last 20 Maybe years. Maybe you should form a group. We probably should. Because believe me, the other side has formed many groups. It's always the same group, whether it's Prags to the Farm Bureau to whatever it may be. But they're the same players. Whatever happened to Prags? I remember them. They just changed their name, and it's the same. Like I said, these are all the same people doing the same thing. If you look at, you know, Brent came in, the Board of Supervisors said, look, the Farm Bureau wants this, this group wants this. They're all the same people. He actually went as far, I've talked to the cattlemen, and it sounds like he kind of made some of that up because he went in to a meeting, impromptu, gave a little speech. So now Brent's lying. They did a straw poll, but the membership wasn't told they were going to, have a vote. That's my understanding so far. So it sounds like he stretched the truth. So uh, Gibson stretches the truth. Paulding no, stretches Gibson the truth. Lies. Paulding lies. I'm not okay. going to. I'm not prepared to say print light on that at this. Brent point. from the so. firms. I'm going to hear but from him are, in the next 24 hours. These are the same people, and all these people on this Gibson list, this two pages, are the people he represents. The people that took Give me over, some more names. that took over the basin. 10 years ago, or took over the Farm Bureau, excuse me, when you had the max exodus over that lawsuit, or over that vote, I'm sorry. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you really, you want me to just start naming names? Just give, give me, Here's give me five. G- give me five. Here's uh, uh, five different yeah. names. So you have Andy, Andrew Peace. You know her? Uh, Andy Peace for the San Luis and, City Council. Yeah. Uh, Andrea. Not yeah, and is that the same well, one? Well, and A N D I. Hillary Graves. Well, 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 back she was up. part of Calm. Well, back up. So yeah. Andy P, San Luis City Council member and yeah. architect, she gave money to Gibson, and that's in the form of in Valance Green. That's how she got on this list. Well, um, well you yeah, have a lot of retired. I mean, this is James Ledbetter. Uh, he got the Utsens, who. Um, who uh, that's a pretty good winery and uh you got the dows you got three dows three people from dow winery looking for water he got um all the way to you know one of their managers of five thousand dollars these are all people looking for water you're, you're, you sound like uh captain renault in casablanca i'm shocked i'm shocked there's gambling going on here <laughs> i'm shocked i'm shocked that people got together and backed the candidate who's going to give them what they want yeah, and what they want is to take our natural resources away from us. That's the problem I have with this. This isn't um, normal politics. When you're trying to take natural resources from everybody that sits over the basin and make them one group's, a bunch of winery people's resources, I have a problem with that because this is literally you know for the people kind of. On the Stolberg-Tatum text line, per the state constitution, uh, they cannot keep those who overlie the water from using it. Yeah, interesting enough, the the plant uh, ordinance that they have, that says you cannot plant. So in theory, you could go drill a giant well and just waste the water. Because the county has no authority over telling me if I can use water or not. They have authority of what I can plant. So how they're controlling this is with a planting ordinance. 
in the process of that, you have people that want to take the natural resource and they're using this to their advantage. So what are you going to be watching for with the Board of Supervisors the next six months? I think, especially within this issue, you're going to have them moving more and more to give certain people land use authority that are in the county giving up some of that land use authority. That might take longer than six months. I think you, you have the map, redistricting map, that will be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, that, no matter what, I mean, we already have attorneys on our side waiting to see what happens. And, and what I found really interesting on that is they're doing it in closed session. They're basically letting a group, you know, the what, good governance group that was started by the League of Women Voters and Bruce Gibson's manager, um, campaign manager, the ability to negotiate Tom, Tom? Tom folks. Yeah, yeah, they started that group, and now they're going to negotiate with the county behind all our backs the best thing for us. That's not anywhere in the law when it comes to redistricting. This is supposed to be an open process. We're all supposed to be able to see it, and they want to do it. And this is, I think, a, I think strategically it was great and i think it was probably on tom folks and bruce gibson's part let's get this in the closed room where nobody can see it i feel when i look at the laws that's highly illegal but i guess a, a judge will have to figure that out and we are ready for a judge to figure that out we're just waiting for them to make their move so where are you getting all the money from from all these legal cases you're going to be pursuing well the referendums honestly the reason i'm doing that is it stops it it could even stop it to the next board of supervisors where maybe they have a majority, maybe they don't because it'll go to the vote. And it's the least expensive. Fighting over this district map, if we need to, is going to be a very expensive process. I do have the lawyers set up, and then it's funding it. So if you only had that group organized, you could fundraise as a group uh, yeah. for your so legal. If anybody wants to help me with that, I have not set up. I'm looking at setting up a 501c3 or something and then turning that into a um, pact. Or I'm not sure the right way to do it. I haven't done that personally. Um, so I'm, that's what I'm in the process of doing now. You sound like somebody who's going to run for supervisor in two years. It, it's, it's all possible. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, some of those supervisors might enjoy that, especially if I was on the minority, because I, uh, they could probably beat me up a little bit. Uh, well, you're being beat up now on the Stolberg Tatum text line. Tom Folks did not organize SLOCGG. Where is his proof? Well, let's. I don't have proof sitting in front of me. I have proof of Bruce Gibson's uh, donors and the history of the water. That's what. Well, what's here. your proof to Tom Folks? Well, that when this all happened, you, you saw the people behind the scenes setting it up. I signed up to watch all this i'm part of their emails i'm part of all this stuff i know basic process i mean it's just like the so, league of women i'll voters. probably hear from tom folks the, too what you have you, the fed you have the league of women voters bankrolling this i mean what do you what do you accuse tom folks of doing helping set it up i mean you basically have a pack that went through this from my understanding is he helped set it up and what the league of women voters do they're funding it funding that the state i believe it was the lawsuit they're helping the oh, fund and it. the whole thing about redistricting and things. yeah, okay. And I haven't even heard from. They've never said what's wrong with the map. Like, articulate what's wrong with it. Why is it illegal? They throw vague terms out there, but I've never heard anybody articulate what's wrong with it. And I'm still waiting to this day to hear it. Hmm. Well, Eric Gorham, we appreciate the time. 
Um, you're going to let us know when you get your organization formed. I will, sir. You're going to need a Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I can get you to do a GoFundMe. You're good at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, final thoughts, sir. You know, hopefully this will spur a few people that maybe go down the board of supervisors, pay attention to what's happening, speak up. Um, really doesn't matter if you agree with me or not. There's a lot that goes on there, and there's nobody seems to be paying attention. And it makes it real easy for people to kind of steer you in the wrong direction. Go down there, listen to it. You can watch it online. You can listen to it online. Just get involved. That's what I tell people. The county does do a nice job of... Um posting the the video and the audio of the meetings and you can watch it at your convenience correct so and you don't have to go i mean you can write a letter it's better if you go down there and speak um we do you know john leading that he gives people ample opportunity to speak um it's not always like that depending on who the chairman is you know certain people that we've been talking about today like to cut people off and not let them speak All right, Mr. Supervisor, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. What's on your mind? We'll find out. Here comes Last Call, the Friday night open line. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.